Bear's Bear's not here to kick off the show. I, I don't. I've never done this before. Hi guys, welcome to the Profit Roadmap on the Road. I am here in cloudy South Carolina. Uh, I have run down from the very rainy North Carolina to visit uh, some very good friends of Service Autopilot down at Schneider Shrub and Tree Care, uh, and I am sitting down now with. Ryan and Brandon, you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves since we're using your audio equipment and sitting in your shop? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Ryan Chipman with uh, Schneider Shrub and Tree Care, uh, Vice President of Business Development and uh, Franchise Development. So, Yeah, and Certified Advisor with Service Autopilot, right? Yes, that's right. Hey there, I'm Brandon Brown, the President of uh, Schneider Shrub and Tree Care. All right, well, hey, so what I wanted to do since we were just uh, getting to hang out at y'all's shop and uh, Ryan showed me all around. Uh, and one of the first things I noticed when I walked in after my three-hour drive and ran in and uh, borrowed the restroom real quick was that uh, you guys have stuff put up in the restrooms for people to, to read and be acquainted with uh, things related to their job, even, even in there. And I found myself re- reading what was in there, though I knew nothing about what was, <laughs> what was in front of me. Uh, so you talk a little bit about the like culture of education that you guys are building here and what your like end goal for that is. Because I know Ryan was telling me it's about more than just uh, them knowing how to do their jobs. Cody, first and foremost, one of our core values is pursuit of excellence, right? We're looking for people that are constantly striving for better. There's always a better way to do things, right? And so it's going to sound funny, but the things you read in the bathroom, we actually call them P-productive, right? <laughs> <laughs> It's simply putting things up there that are relevant, real world, new things that are happening for our industry, right? So our guys are constantly inundated with education. The more our guys know, the better our clients can be taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan, I'll let you speak to as far as what you... Uh, it, yeah, so it, that's part of our Employee Pursuit of Excellence program. Uh, like Brandon said, we uh, one of our core values here at Schneider Tree Care, and our core values is what drives our culture here. And so one of our core values is the pursuit of excellence. And we, we use the pursuit of excellence because we can do a really, really good job today. And tomorrow we can learn to be a little bit better. So it, it's a path that you're always on trying to get a little bit better. And, you know, that's just one example of the many levels of education that we are constantly putting in front of our, our guys and we really give them the opportunity to learn more. It's not us forcing it on them. We, we encourage them to reach out. And that's, that's our goal as our management team is to always be finding out ways that we can encourage our team to reach out and learn more. Take that next step. Find out how to be the next manager, the next leader, the next grower in the organization. So can you guys think offhand of an employee that you would use as, and you don't have to use their name, but just like a shining example of this system working and maybe kind of walk us through that story of that employee. Maybe we won't throw their name out, but I'm thinking of automatic. His name's Stephen Kramer. I was just throwing right out. This guy came to us from a different industry. He was in photography, right? He was great at what he did. He loved the outdoors and wanted to learn more about trees. This guy has gone from being a photographer to learning how to be a groundman to learning how to climb trees, to learning how to lead crews, to learning how to lead multiple offices, to being a certified tree care safety professional, to being a certified uh, tree care trainee and trainer. 
For others, <laughs> I mean, literally he has gone through the ranks all within a couple of years. And for him to be able to pursue excellence was one of the main things he was looking for. He did not want to just come to a dead-end job, right? Mm -hmm. He wanted to be able to come somewhere where he could actually make a difference. And he's done that. Yeah. So when Bear and I were talking to Jess, our, our HR manager, last week on the show, we one of the things that she talked about was that like employees who are dissatisfied with their current position, the majority of them cite that there's no opportunity for advancement. There's no path laid out. They don't know what they need to do to like get to the next level or that there is a next level to get to. Uh, and it seems like you guys have very carefully laid out, I mean, essentially a roadmap for employees to know not only what they need to do, but the individual steps that it takes to, to move uh, up the ranks. Cody, we've been doing a lot of career fairs lately. And when we go to these things, it's nice to have not only that roadmap, but actually the booklets themselves to say, look, maybe you want to be a, a crew leader. Maybe you want to be a tree climber. Maybe you want to operate just equipment, right? Maybe you want to be a, a tree and shrub care technician. Maybe you want to be a branch manager. We have all these already laid out to where you know what you're going to make. First and foremost, the range of income is on there, as well as all the skills, all the education, all the knowledge, everything it's going to take to actually attain that different level. Mm -hmm. And Stephen Kramer has actually helped us come up with this and put this into fruition. It makes a younger person's eyes gleam now, at least knowing this is not just some dead-end job. Doing tree work is not just a dead-end job anymore. It can be a viable career if you want it to be, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you can still come in here and just, just want to be a ground person all your life, maybe. Unfortunately, when you come to a company like this, you're not going to shine if you're just going to be a ground guy. Because as a core value that pursuing excellence, always being better, you're always going to be looking for more ways, more opportunity. And, and that being said, I mean, yes, as a grounds person, you may not be a shining star. That does not mean that our ground people aren't important. You know, there's there's levels to being a grounds person. You know, you can be if you, you know maybe climbing or heights isn't your thing. Uh, we have several options within our our organization as a production employee that you could, you know, maybe become equipment operator, heavy equipment operator. You know, drive a truck that picks up logs, or learn to operate a skid steer, or 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 one of those things. Or maybe you move into our tree and shrub care uh, side of things, where we where you keep trees and shrubs healthy protecting that urban forest. Maybe that's a, an option for you or even sales. I mean, you know, we have paths forward in all different roles. You know, many of our uh, managers today were technicians or climbers or bucket operators of, of the past. And they have taken that initiative to learn that extra bit, to go that extra mile. And that's what's allowed them to become managers or branch managers, or uh, we're getting ready to open a, a new uh, branch uh, in our near our Greenville region, and that's going to be from one of our climbers who's going to be leading that operation. Uh, he's a crew leader now. He's been with us for a year and a half, and he's taken all the right steps, and he's taken the initiative to really go out there and and make a career for himself by following the steps we put out there. But at the same time, it's all on him as far as the driving the path forward. Our vision, caring for people and plants. It's not plants and people, it's people and plants. Caring for people first, first and foremost. So all of these different avenues and areas that people can go into, even if they want to own their own business, we can set them up, right? We actually have a franchise, 
available for that. So if they want to be come in here and learn how to be a tree and shrub care technician, but then they, they say, you know something, I really want to own my own business. We can help you with that. We even stopped worrying quite so much about people who leave and go start their own thing. We've actually learned to partner with these guys, right? Instead of fighting that, we'll help you. We've actually helped multiple people go out and start their own businesses who we don't look at it as like competition. We look at it as being able to refer them work, right? Because we can't take care of every person that's here. You guys can't can't take care of every tree in the uh, the greater South Carolina area? Not yet, but we're working on it. Yes. <laughs> Actually, our, uh, our core passion is to try to take care of every tree and shrub in the urban environment. Every one of them, right? So, so even down there in Dallas, you know, you, you guys will be there before you know it, helping you take care of your tree and shrubs. <laughs> so in building a culture that pushes education and a, and a desire for advancement, how, how do you guys find employees that want to buy into that vision? Is it hard to sell somebody on like, hey, I want you to, you want to be better? You want to get paid more? Is it hard to sell somebody on that in actuality? It sounds really good, but is it hard to get somebody on board with that? You know, finding people in the service industry is, I would say, is the number one challenge any company in any service industry in America is facing today. And then to find those people who take your take our passion, take our our focus and our core values and drive that forward into their daily lives, both at work and at home, that is an even deeper challenge, right? So we are constantly exploring avenues, new ways to find people. And we are always, always trying to not hire people. And what I mean by that is when it comes to the interview process, we really lay it out there that our core values are the basis of our culture. Um, our core values are do the right thing, culture of safety, pursuit of excellence, uh, team first, and fanatical client service. And that is who we are. And if you don't align yourself and you, your values as a person don't align with that or are in contrast to that, then you're ultimately not a good fit for our organization, for working on our team here at Schneider Tree Care. And this is truly a team environment where a guy get, calls in because he uh, spent too much time having fun on the weekend. So he calls in on Monday, doesn't show up or, you know, that doesn't just hurt him and his family. That hurts his whole team. And we really want to make sure that the team is all moving forward and we give them the tools. So we feel like as managers, we're not here to push people forward. We're here to guide people, give them opportunity, encourage them in a a path forward that allows them to grow and develop as a person, which then makes them a valuable employee. And so then they can, as they return that value to us, then our goal is then to be able to pay them more, be able to offer better uh, benefits and better options for them in their life. We really want and strive to be an open, transparent, honest organization. That being said, if we are not living our own core values as leaders, People see that. People pick up on it. Just last week, Ryan Chipney sitting here next to me. He goes to back up a truck, right? He has a spotter. From a culture of safety standpoint, the guy's back there spotting him. Well, his phone rings, right? And he goes to pick it up and answer it. The guy who's spotting him stops, stops him from driving, walks up around. It's like, hey, Ryan, uh, you know, we really don't like to answer phones when we're backing up trucks. It's a safety thing. Ryan, you're exactly right. He didn't take offense to it, right? He, he actually appreciated 
the guy for actually calling him out on it. That's what we're looking for. Someone who takes that culture and lives it, right? Able to tell Ryan Chipman, his, his boss, his supervisor, right? Call him out. We're perfectly okay with that. That's a great thing. And then we'll actually bring him up in a safety meeting, let everybody know how proud of, of him we are, you know, and everybody gets to enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I think uh, core values is one of those things that kind of gets a bad rap. And I, I know a lot of larger companies, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago uh, went through a process where they all got together in a big boardroom and they wrote down their core values and then they marketed those core values as who they are as a company. And that's to, to the customer, to the customer. That's right. Not, not to the employees. We are building our culture at the company here based on our core values. We don't market what our core values are. That's not what our client really cares about. They really care about that. We're doing what we said we're going to do and we're going to provide them with the best service we can possibly provide them with. Our core values are about culture and that's where it all comes from. And then what Brandon said before our focus, our passion is caring for people and plants, right? And our core focus is to, or our mission statement is to care for all the trees and shrubs in the urban environment. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, well, you know, I have like three or four employees. I haven't sat down in a room and concocted my core values. Uh, is there a way that you guys would recommend them uh, figuring those things out? With only three or four employees, it's, it's it's going to be a lot easier than once you're already up to 50 or 75 employees, all right, from a – we personally have implemented the entrepreneurial operating system here, um, who we're also implementers for. That being said, it, it's it's very key, crucial component of your business to start it early. Get those core values down. You need to have 100% focus, everybody on board in agreement to those core values. If you have any core values that anybody on that management team or, or – any part of your team can't live by, you need to figure out if you if you need to keep it as a core value or if you have all the right people on your right team. Yeah, I would add to that that every company out there already has a set of core values, right? They, they already are, every leader, every entrepreneur is walking in a set of core values. That's why they're an entrepreneur. They believe that they can do something better, faster, different than the competitor, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't have gone out and started their thing. That being said, it is important that you spend time identifying those core values. And they don't need, you don't need a list of 20 or 30. Three to five is really what you should have and what you should be able to operate with. You need to identify. You need to make sure that that is truly your core values and that as a leader, as an owner, as an entrepreneur, that you're going to be able to live with that even when nobody's watching. So, uh, so then you start building your team to match those core values, which then starts building a culture within the company. So core values aren't necessarily something that I'm going to define externally. It's like I already have these and I need to get them onto the page so that the rest of the team can you know, then be like, oh, do I align with these? And as people come on board, we want to see if they they naturally align with those or they're willing to align with those. That's right. Yeah. So like Brandon mentioned, you know, we implemented the Entrepreneur Operating System or EOS. There's a group out there called EOS that created this and a, a gentleman by the name of Gino Wickman. Um, he also wrote a book that goes along with it called Traction, um, which is where we first uh, found out about it. There will be a link to Traction in the show notes. Sure. And, and then Brandon and I have, through our experience here at Schneider Tree Care, 
and Schneider Shrub and Tree Care have de- decided that we are going to take it to the next level. So we're going to pursue excellence within ourselves and have gone to the point of becoming implementers for the EOS process. So, you know, we, we recommend that, especially if you're over 10 employees, that you take a look at this system as any entrepreneur out there and consider having an implementer help you with the process. You know, one of the things that we would do differently if we had the opportunity to go back would be to make sure we had an implementer when we started this process. An implementer gives you that outside perspective to help you help drive the conversation, to help guide you through the process of implementing EOS, which then makes building the culture, building the team, giving you tools that really help you to grow your organization step by step and not just grow it on feel. Just to add a little bit to that, um, implementers sometimes doesn't sound as fun and flashy as maybe coach. But, you know, so we look at ourselves as coaches. We're there to help. People ask me all the time, do you really need a coach? And I, I did, did Tiger Woods need a coach? Did Michael Jordan need a coach? These, these athletes were the best of the best in the entire industry that they were in, right? And they still had a coach, right? Because they were pursuing excellence. If you are looking to have your business, make your business work for you and not you constantly work in the business, then I would highly recommend Entrepreneurial Operating System. So maybe define the entrepreneurial operating system for us just a little bit. Well, so... (laughs) Defining there, there the, is a poster in yeah, the room yeah, that we are in yeah, that right. I had not noticed. <laughs> um, so defining the, the entrepreneur operating system really comes to developing six key components in the business, right? So um, those components consist of vision, uh, number one, which is clarifying the vision for the company, where you are, where you're going, who you're targeting, how you're going to get there. Uh, the next segment Uh, of the system is called people. So we want to make sure that our team consists of the right people going back again to making sure that the the team that we have aligns with the culture that we're building and the culture that we have built. And we want to make sure that those people are doing the right thing. And in the EOS system, we call that right people, right seats. The next component in the uh, model is called data. So we don't want to drive, what I said before, we don't want to drive the business off of emotion off of how we feel. We want to make sure that we are using critical information, critical data to drive the business forward so we can make corrections where needed. We can double down if we need to, if we're we're getting great results in certain areas. So we want to make sure that we're getting all the right information to make critical decisions. When all those three pieces are working together, what happens in a business is that you really start as as a leadership team, you really start to uncover the issues that lie in your business. And if you've been in business for six months or you've been in business for 60 years, you have issues. There are things that are laying there that no, need to be solved. My, my business is perfect. Yeah. It has no problem. So you must be the only employee um, and you don't have any uh, anybody that you're working with. So you're just... No customers. No customers. No, no. Nothing to sell. No. Yeah. It sounds like the perfect business, actually. Yeah. So... No, you start under, uncovering those issues and the system gives you a way to solve those systematically week after week, start knocking those down. Uh, the next issue, the next component of the EOS process is called processes, right? So what we want to do is make sure that we're documenting the most core of our processes. And when we say document, we want to make sure that we're 
writing down 20% of the steps in a process. And we will we'll document the top three to five or maybe even up to 10 uh, of our core processes that we go through every day. We put all that together, package that together in a thing called the way, our way. So whatever company name is the Cody way, right? This is how Cody does things. So he can train the next guy. And it's systemic, it's systematic, and it allows us to move forward. We simplify the business down to that. When we have all those pieces working together, we get to what's called traction. And we hey, that was the name of the book from earlier. That's right. That's what the name of the book is. So we'll, all those pieces working together get the whole team moving in the same direction, working toward the same end goal, and we call that traction. And then we make sure that we're we're doing that through our uh, quarterly pulsing meetings, our weekly level 10 meetings, and making sure that the, the company is communicating as a whole. All those pieces working together, it is a fun place to work. We just finished today, right before you got here, our quarterly meeting, our quarterly pulsing meeting, where we're in here from 8 o'clock this morning to 3 o'clock this afternoon. You mean that you guys were willing to continue hanging out in this room Absolutely. and start talking to me? <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime we get to talk about ourselves, that's a great thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but uh, at the end of it, the biggest thing we want to make sure people realize is from those six components, the vision component is one of those things that most entrepreneurs are really, really good at, right? They're great at at giving you their whys, you know? Why are we going to do this? We're going to conquer the world, right? Everybody high fives and walks out the door and everybody feels good, right? But nothing happened. The traction component is the how, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to get there? You know, it gives you that these, these quarterly meetings gives us the next plan for the next quarter every time we come in here. So everybody has marching orders. Everybody is clear on their objective and what they're going to do for the next 90 days and how they're going to get it done. Vision without traction is simply hallucination, <laughs> right? Yeah. So love the process. It's not, we're not perfect. The process is not perfect, right? However, it's the best thing we've been able to find out there on the market and, on, and implement in a system that is easily understood and teachable. So if you find yourself... Uh, maybe that comment about hallucination uh, resonated with you because you feel like you've got a lot of vision, but you're just spinning your wheels. Ryan is one of our certified advisors at Service Autopilot. And I know that he would be more than happy to, to talk to you about the state of your business. Ryan, do you want to talk a little bit about the, the services that you provide as, as a certified advisor? Uh, yeah. So, you know, as a certified advisor, of course, um, always working to help people utilize the tools that Service Autopilot provides more completely and more effectively and efficiently. That being said, a lot of those pieces really come to with understanding business and getting the business systems um, straight. So a lot, a lot of the clients that I work with call me first because they have a Service Autopilot question, which will usually lead to either a vision issue in the company or possibly a data issue in the company. And so we wind up talking about, you know, how to solve those processes or those challenges. And it really comes back to understanding how to run a clean and clean business. And we, like Brandon said, we feel like the EOS process really is the simplest, most implementable, easiest to understand uh, process that we've seen out there. Um, And we've looked at as many of them as we can find. So, 
Um, so a lot of times we, we wind up working through the, the EOS process with the clients. Cody here to record a quick outro for this episode of the Profit Roadmap. Uh, I know that all of you uh, huge Bear fans out there are really disappointed that uh, he was not on the episode this week, and I am sorry that I could not bring him along on the road trip, Uh, but I am stopped over in Nashville right now on my way back from getting talked to Ryan and Brandon. Uh, We have links in the show notes, like I mentioned, to the things that Ryan and Brandon were talking about. Uh, if you have any interest in, in that stuff, you can click on those links in the show notes. We'll get you taken care of. Yeah, but anyway, so for uh, Bear Duplissy, who missed out on this episode, Brandon Brown, Ryan Chipman, I'm Cody Owen, and uh, I will see you in your ears next week. All right, we'll see you guys next time. The music in this episode of The Prophet Roadmap was Riptide and Summon the Rock by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you want to check out Kevin's music, it's some good stuff. Incompetech.com.